My guest today never ceases to surprise me or amaze me each time we hang out. She's always a joy. Please welcome my lovely friend and very talented artist, Anate Vanaga. Hi. Hi, Wally. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so enthusiastic to be here. <laughs> no, I'm really, really happy to talk to you again. No, I just don't no. think, I don't know how serious I should take this conversation. I don't I'm like oh yeah, I'm an artist, yeah. <laughs> but it, we are friends and you know like we have been through awkward situations, so <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're probably going to talk about that somehow. Uh, I'm sure they'll pop up. Um, but yeah, we have known each other for a long time. And, you know, I, I mean, I think our friendship relationship as friends, it's like we're just goofballs. We're just always having fun and, and uh, I don't know, always get into trouble and stuff. That's but, how we started. Yeah. But I thought you were... I thought you were laughing because you're like waiting to see if I ruin your name because in America, if you spell your name the way I, you know, the way you pronounce it, it would be uh, Annette, right? But in Europe, it's Anate. So it's, 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 it's very different. Actually, I think it's German name, but I don't think we, we pronounce it correctly in Latvia as well. We just made it our own stuff. Wait a and, minute. Uh, you think you should know this is your name. Like, I know it's my name, but I think it's like <laughs> coming from German, whatever, something. In Scandinavia, they also have uh, Annette with double T, I think, something like that. Now, you know, do you spell it with double T or one T? No, one T. We are like simple people here. Well, <laughs> I do know one thing about Latvia. You're in Latvia, right? Yes. Yeah. Riga, is it? That's the yes. town? Okay. So Latvia, from what I know, is... Uh, they had the oldest fossil oak, I think. It's like 3,000 years or 3,500 years or something like that. Because you guys have really old trees. I mean, uh, I mean, you cherish your forest. You guys are big with like nature and all that. Yeah, we are like ongoing pagans. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we like our trees. You know, in Scandinavia, in Sweden, I was living in Sweden for the last three years. Now I'm back in Latvia. My colleague, because I was talking a lot about our traditions, like Latvians are talking a lot about their, themselves and I don't know what is that. <laughs> anyway, and, uh, and I was... So when you, found, when you met me in Miami and you found a guy that talks a lot about himself, you're like, is he Latvian? Yeah, I was, I was thinking, is this dark-skinned, black-haired <laughs> guy, could be Latvian? <laughs> like, that was my first impression. <laughs> Surprised you didn't mention my great ass. I mean, that's usually what people see in Miami. Anyway. Uh... But that's not the Latvian thing. I have a great ass, of course, but... <laughs> No, no, it's Latvian thing. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe fellow Latvians won't be happy about this. I don't know. Yeah, but you're right. So you were living in like Sweden and all this. And yeah, so about those trees and woods and forests, we, we love them so much. Apparently, I was talking about that a lot. In the end, one of my colleagues started to call me tree hugger, just like that. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess we are tree huggers. That's a good thing. I think it's beautiful to... Uh, connect with nature and all that. Um, I've, you know, what's funny. I had this idea that when I was a kid, I was always like uh, breaking branches, making them into like 
fake swords that's, and all. that's not what we do we do not break branches well see that's we so see them. see i i would probably go to jail as a kid in latvia um but no, i was break i was breaking branches because i was making swords out of them and i was like pretend fighting with my friends like sword fighting so um that's how that you was, connect with the nature <laughs> that's the closest you got <laughs> yes that and poison ivy okay. is another way of connecting um, but I think now as an, as an adult, I've started to really appreciate nature because I'm really becoming sensitive to earth and nature and especially animals too. So I'm because leaving. Because we destroy them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But also, so say like if I accidentally hit a bush or, or a branch and I cracked it a little bit or leaves came out and I, in my head, I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. Be one with the earth, brother. And then I move on. It's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm thinking this. You can't be full of like tree hugging, whatever philosophy, because you guys have Viking blood, right? There has to be a lot of breaking trees to build these boats so you can go rape and pilgrimage. So, But, But that's the same as, you know, hunting. You hunt animal and you use all parts of it. So if you cut the tree, you use it for something. No? You use all parts. So wait a minute. If you cut, if you shoot down a elk, let's say, or a deer, um, yeah. You what do you, you you use all parts? So what do you do with the penis? What would you use it with? Or what do you probably meat? I don't know. Probably <laughs> somewhere in the world they eat it. <laughs> We've all had elk penis once in our lives. You know. Up north, you will be surprised. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I love about traveling through Europe is because mm. it's like you said, any, anything goes, you know. It's- Probably in some places, it's like something very with healing powers or something. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think there's places like that. I think there was a Michael J. Fox, you know, Michael J. Fox, right? The American actor. Yeah, yeah I think so. I, I always joke <laughs> around with people in Europe because... Uh, I feel like there's always like a little distance and loss in translation and jokes, but I add more to it by saying, you know about this movie, right? Blah, blah. Like that you guys don't have TV, <laughs> which you do. But so, okay. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Michael, <laughs> Michael J. Michael J. Fox. Thanks for laughing. Uh, Michael J. Fox. There was like a really cool special documentary about it and he didn't have Parkinson's um, in this area. And he feels like it's maybe the altitude of the area. It's like a healing thing. So maybe you're right. Maybe there's certain parts in Europe where you do feel like you healed with something, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's a connection with this earth. But so. it's also like your mindset. If you go somewhere and you believe in it, of course it will work. Yeah. You think so? You think it's a uh, more psychological? Yeah. Partly Listen. for sure. I think all the time I'm a beautiful man. When I go to the mirror, no, I don't see but it. Don't so. go there. <laughs> go only where you think as a beautiful man. So there goes the psychological part of it. Exactly. Why would you even should do that to yourself if you don't like the mirrors? You actually um, are kind of handsome. Kind of? <laughs> <laughs> You're a handsome dude. Okay. All right. Hey, it's listen. It's not keep- like I'm not disgusted. This gust looking at you or whatever. 
Oh, so. well, thank God. That would be the, the <laughs> worst friendship I could have. I mean, it would it would show your strength as a friend because for you to be around the most disgusting guy uh, would really show your true colors as friendship. So that's good. That's good. I'm glad you don't think that. So I now it. when I told you that you're handsome, I'm not that deep anymore. But. No, no, you lost it. You lost it. You lost oh, it. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Europe, right? It's Europe, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I want to talk about um, when we met, we met in Miami. You were my roommate for, I think it was around 2011, right? That's what yeah, you said. It, yeah, it was 2011, December, because I remember those Christmas very well. Really? I don't remember any of that. Okay. <laughs> I was drunk remember? most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> Me and my best friend, we were yeah. your roommate, Gunita. Gunita, yeah. And yeah, you yes. kind of saved us. Well, you know, I'm that kind of guy. I'm a hero. Um, You're nice. You were super nice to us. Oh, thank you. But uh, so I want to say like, all right, we lived in Miami and, mm -hmm. you know, I, we talked about stuff. We shared stuff, but you never, ever, ever mentioned anything about that you were a painter or that you paint or you're an because artist. Because I wasn't at that time. Really? I was not painting at that time. I started only after, I think. Wait a minute. You started painting after Miami? I yeah, I think so. Are you serious? After 2011, yeah. What? This is, this is news to me and very shocking as well. Why? Like I had a, well, as a child, I was still talented and so on. Like people would tell. And uh, But then there was a lot of things going on in my family, blah, 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 fast forward. I said no, but because I felt as a kid that because of my art school and stuff like that, there is conflict in my family because my family is divorced and, and father's side, mother's side, blah, blah, blah. I guess I was that's, the only first of child, all, <laughs> so that's they were arguing over me. I'm sorry, what? Uh, no, I was saying that uh, the fact that you say conflict um, in America, that's just everyone that's like maybe 70% of childhood for every kid a childhood yeah, yeah. same here it's just different reasons probably the, uh. the sad part about this if we talk seriously that kids think it's their fault but it's never their fault it's always parents fault and parents should remember this but anyway so when i was a as a kid i decided that i'm not going to do art i'm not going to go to art school because it seemed like because of that there's so much conflict in the family so i stopped completely i promised myself that i will never take a pen in my hands ever again never take a what pen pen what did you hear i would never i thought i heard you say I would never take pants in my hand, but I don't know what that meant. That could have been something else. I'm like, what up? It's like European expression. <laughs> <laughs> I never take my pants in my hand. I never take pants in my but hand. But that's also could be European, actually. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So you kept quiet as an artist. Oh my God, this is so interesting because I always thought, honestly, after you, know, you left, um, I cried for years. Um, but I, I got over it. <laughs> uh, but you left and and I started seeing all these paintings that you're showing and I'm just like what she's an she's an artist and I never knew about this and I thought maybe she saw the musician in me and you know she felt like oh I can never be at his level of artistry and so you backed away maybe that's what I thought 
Remember but, what was there was a sticker on your guitar. Never apologize for your art. Oh, uh, you remember that? Like, yeah, that's I wouldn't think that, that I wasn't your level or something. I was just <laughs> not doing art. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was really joking. But uh, but yeah, I had that sticker on my guitar. That was my first guitar, and uh I loved that guitar and I sold it and I regret it immediately. And uh, yeah, whoever has that guitar, I will pay $5,000, even though I paid $400 for it. So but they'll no, get a good... Do you know where it is? No. you. No. When did you no. sell it? I sold it in Boston somewhere. I don't know. It, it was like the Craigslist. I put it on Craigslist. Ah, Craigslist. Oh, good memories about that. Oh, thing. yeah. <laughs> you Tell know me what one. me and Gunita did in New York when we just arrived? Yeah. We, no, I don't want <laughs> We were so stupid and naive. Like, <laughs> because how you meet people? Let's put ad in Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, from your point of view as a European coming down, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be like a friendly way of meeting people, right? Like, like yeah, like, you know, dating site or whatever or something. <laughs> because there is all kind of ads, everything. So, yeah, so many dick pics, so many first time in my life. Well, I apologize for the one that's out there that's mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, no, I've never done that in Craigslist. No, you know, and by the way, Craigslist uh, at one point was a spot where everybody used to like hook up or meet up. It was like the Tinder in a sense without, uh, I guess there was, was like pictures. 10 years ago. So, yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, but okay, so you weren't, an, you were not an artist. That's so in interesting to me at that time. Or you were, but you just didn't come out. You were a closeted artist, is what I I'm going to say. I was closeted artist. I, I didn't think of myself as an artist, to be honest. I was actually very lost at that time when I wasn't artist. Mm. Well, I'm glad I found you. If you if you are born <laughs> like creative, you should do it. Otherwise, you're just lost. No, I, not necessarily. Because I mean, I didn't play like full on instruments until like my twenties. But I've always played around with like. Um, pots and pans and try to learn drums and stuff on my own and through like VHS videos of Led Zeppelin or Nirvana. So I learned that way, but I never really fully put myself in the drum set until like in my twenties. So not necessarily like, I think you're always an artist inside, but you don't bring it out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I was in such a b bad mental state as well. You and that's why you notice that <laughs> 10 years um, ago. <laughs> I did notice stuff, you know, I did notice stuff. I am very intuitive with people's feelings and because um, uh, I'm, I'm always curious about people, and especially at that age, mm -hmm. too, in my 20s. I was very curious about you because you How were you? Uh, 39, I believe. But I'm I younger. feel <laughs> I feel 26. I no, 27. I never saw that you were fully lost. I just thought you were curious about America. And I think that was interesting yeah, to me. No, but uh, the thing is like, I think it kind of saved me that I was curious and I was exploring and travel and do things. I think that that was kind of healing as well. It, cha it changed me and I'm so, so happy that I had these 10 years in aviation flying, even though it's... Yeah. Maybe I wasn't the best flight attendant, but uh, 
but it, it gave me this, <laughs> this lifestyle. Wait, are you, are you still are you still working for them? No. <laughs> uh, okay, I was gonna say you shouldn't say that right now because in case they listen and then they're like, you know what, we're gonna have to let you go. It's okay. They, they did let me go. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We could talk about the airline industry all night long because you yeah. know I was a flight attendant too, right? Yeah, I, I, I remember. Yeah, but for so, a short time, right? Uh, five years, I think. I think five. It's not short, maybe, actually. Maybe, maybe less. Maybe a little less. But yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, airline industry for like almost a decade, really, because I've done other stuff with the airlines. But it's yeah. fun environment. It's it, interesting. It's it is a very at least interesting it used to be. Now, mm. I mean, I don't know what it is now, but um, it is. It yeah. was interesting for me, and I have some great stories about that. But before we get into that, I kind of want to hold off to that. But um, I still want to talk about Miami. So you moved to Miami. Yeah. Why Miami out of all places, though? We went to New York. We couldn't find a job. And then we went to Miami because we heard if you are illegal, then you can go to Miami and work there. I remember like we lived right by the sushi place. And I used to eat sushi all the time, which is right next to the place you worked illegally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I used to always go there because first of all, they had like $2 beers and then the sushi yeah. was okay, but it was sushi and it's Miami and all these beautiful women are passing by. So I'm just like, oh, okay, it's perfect. But I remember you working next door. Yeah. At this like hookah lounge. Yeah. It was a hookah lounge. Yeah. Jean Lafrite. Uh, and you had to wear this like uniform, right? You had to, like, I remember you we had to. We didn't have to. That was our idea. We were the only <laughs> ones working there who had those dresses. Because <laughs> me, me and we, we started to work there. First of all, how we got the job, we went out, we smoked some weed, we met some guy, and we uh, said we need a job. And next day we had a job. Oh, uh, it, it pays to be pretty, I tell you that. Uh, lucky. Uh, it's, it was so fun. I, I loved it. I thank you, by the way. <laughs> but I think it was just because we were super outgoing and we didn't have anything to lose. Uh, speaking of nothing to lose, you, it, nothing to lose except a passport. <laughs> Should I tell this story? Okay, Is it you remember this story? We were so drunk and we were drinking. Gunita was with a guy. Well, you had your purse. I think it was in your purse or something. Ah, but uh, I didn't have passport inside. It was everything else except passport. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it was your passport too. Okay. No, no, no. Um, we, we just had salary that day in cash as well. It, it was all in that bag. It was so sad day. That's it, man. You know what I had to do for that? Listen. Okay. Let me tell the story first so the people get to know what happened. Yeah. So, so we're going, uh, Gunita's with a guy at like one of those like lifeguard, you know, posts, you and I hanging out, we're drinking. And then we're like, uh, I guess let's go skinny dipping and we're getting in. And then some guy, you put your bag at the, you know, but I guess the, I don't know if we had a towel or not, but you put the bag down by the sand and some guy came and I'm like still drunk ish. And so you're looking out towards the street and I'm looking out towards the beach and some guys come in and take your bag and you're like screaming or something. And so I turned around and I'm like, what? And I'm like, you know, like an action hero. I start running after this guy 
through like Miami beach, but naked. <laughs> and I'm just like running through with no shoes. And uh, like, I get to like part of the street and he's gone. I'm just like, ah, oh, damn it. Because I thought you said my stuff, my pass. I don't know why in my head I heard like my passport and all that. So I thought it was important. And I ran after the guy. Do you remember that night? <laughs> <laughs> I remember you were away for so long time. I don't know. Probably you ran around all South Beach <laughs> naked. You're my yep, hero. I, I was I was running through South Beach naked, looking for the guy that stole your bag. Oh, well, now that yeah. I know it's just your your money you earned that night, I would have just given you the money. Jesus. No, it was money we earned that week. Oh, uh, okay. It was so it's a good little bit more. <laughs> yeah, it's a good amount. Okay. Well, then I guess it was worth it to run around. No, but it's still not nice when someone is taking your stuff. I know that it's not nice. Uh, yeah, you tell that to criminals. You should be a public speaker at, at prison. Guys, it's not nice to be here that you guys are yeah. here. Don't do that again. please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll listen. Um, you should be a parole officer. No, but uh, I'm thinking you're from Europe, but... This stuff happens all the time, especially in South Beach. A, there are a lot of crimes. We were so naive, like out of small country, yeah. <laughs> straight to Miami, which is kind of crazy place. At least it used to be. I don't know what is, what is it now. I mean, I haven't been there in a, in a while, a couple of years, but I know that uh, from what friends are telling me, they live there. Everything. I mean, everyone's partying. There's live music. Everyone's going out. They're doing it from what I hear in a you know safety precaution kind of thing. So they're doing it right, I guess. But but everyone's out. Everyone's just partying. That's so. I'm thinking of moving back, you know, because I'm only 26 according to my me mind. Too. <laughs> no, you're 27. Miss, well, like whatever. It depends where I'm going and with who. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Okay, so we're in Miami, and we're you know we're partying all the time. You remember that that rock place I used to go to a lot. I think I remember. It was it like two floors? No, mm, no, I don't think no. so. No, Different so much place. for I think I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was but, not the place where upstairs was like club music and downstairs live music. No, maybe I don't even know what place you're talking about though. Ah, me neither. It's very blurry. <laughs> <laughs> Miami was very blurry. We did have a lot of fun. Remember how our very first evening went? Mm, we were no. in your bathroom, in your bathtub, smoking weed. That's how we got, got to know each other. <laughs> yes. How did I forget that? Okay. Ah, Gunita, she, you met each other somehow online, something? Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, and maybe through Craigslist. We, maybe. <laughs> and then we met, met because you offered to... That we could go out or something, and then yeah. we to your place, we drink, smoke, smoke we went bathtub, and then we went out. Ah, oh, you were there when we got a job as well in the club. <laughs> <laughs> I was just high and stoned. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember that, but that's that's funny. Um, there are a it lot of funny. You know what it is? I, I think I just always get involved with so many uh, people and just create stories where there's way too many to just remember. You know, there's just maybe I should write a book or something. Do you trust yes. your memory? Yes. You think it's, you know, your brains are like making. Things, yeah. So, yeah so. Okay. I'll give you one example. Um, okay. I had a dog. I had a dog. 
And his name was Lobo when I was a kid. And I remember I was like 12 or 13 years old. And I remember going to school and I left the gate open in the backyard. And when I came back from school, I have this vivid image of his eyeballs popping out because he got hit by a car, ran over by a car. And there's like a cop or something or something and people surrounding it. And I was so bummed out. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell this story, you know, and I remember telling this story in front of my sister about uh, Lobo because he was a German Shepherd, Siberian Husky. So he had this beautiful white fur, beautiful blue eyes. And uh, so that's why I called him Lobo, like which is Spanish for wolf. Now, when I told the story in front of my sisters, my sister's like, wait a minute. You know, his name is Bobo. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, Bobo for like dummy because he was such a dumb dog, always like (laughs) scattered and stuff. And I built him up to be this incredible like dog, you know? Kind of. Yeah, because of what he looked like. Uh, And I totally, and I think I blocked that out, his real name is because of the trauma I had, you know, watching him getting run over or seeing him run over. So, but yeah, you're right. The mind can be tricky. <laughs> but it's usually doing good thing. I think that only happens with trauma. So that was a trauma thing. So obviously that's a trauma thing. But You're right about that. Yeah, I know I'm right. I said it. Um, everything <laughs> I say is right. <laughs> okay. So after Miami, you went back home, right? What happened after Miami? Yeah, now, I went back. Now, were you a flight attendant before I met you? Yeah. I felt like you... I feel like you took time off, right? Yes, it was like first or second year flying, okay. and then I took off. Now you went okay, so you went back to the airlines, and uh, did you miss being a flight attendant while I was in Miami? No, 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 no. Why? When you went back, did you, you know? Did you feel like all right? I'm excited to be back. I think I think so. I don't remember because it always was like up and down. It was, then I like it, then I don't like it, then I try to be nice, then I don't try. can't say that it was my dream job. It never was that way, but it was fun moments. You know how I describe it? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) It was always about vocations and days of not actually job. Yeah, Yeah, you know what? That's exactly what I was going to say. I describe it as, it wasn't my dream job, but it gave me my dream uh, benefit, which was traveling. Exactly. Exactly. And, and hooking up with so many women. Um, you as a straight <laughs> man in airline. Pff, oh my you, God. Let me, you are let me one you, of those. Oh, let me tell you okay. 90%, 90% <laughs> of the guys that are flight attendants are usually gay. You know, I love having friends that were gay because they were also like, besides them being like, you know, wanting to like sleep with me uh yeah they also wanted to be they're also great people they wanted to be my friend and they were like let me introduce you to this girl let me introduce you to that girl and i'm like oh my god this is like i could already do it myself but this is like heaven it's like really throwing me uh, a bone yeah. as a dog and it's so, not so. cultural thing it's all over the industry <laughs> yeah i know you're right um <laughs> i remember as a flight attendant right i'll tell you we could talk about this now because we're not involved and we're no longer my faa uh license mm-hmm. is expired so i could talk whatever but obviously i won't give out sensitive information but um it's but, innocent yeah i won't talk about like safety stuff that's what i meant but i'll talk about stories so have you hooked up with a customer like uh as you were a customer 
like a, not, a passenger. Not in airplane. Not, not uh, du- during my duty. <laughs> okay, so you, you didn't do like the, <laughs> you didn't do like the Mile High Club. No, high no. <laughs> okay. Well, well good for you. After, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, the toilets are dirty. What's yeah, no, you know what? You know what's funny? I thought about that too. So, like, I could have first, I always think about other people and I think, do I want to have sex in this bathroom and then leave and then have another, say, like a kid go in there? Like, uh, I just thought the whole thought of like disgusting bathroom and I'm gonna have sex in it and then the next person is gonna go back in there. It just is like horrible, you know. So it, it, although it sounds cool, it's not that unless it's like private jets, but big yes. ones. Yes, that is actually, a story. Commercial actually, airlines, did. no. Blech. Well, you know what? I think that's where it started, though. It started with private jets, you know, because that did yeah. happen. Yeah, you're right. No, I I have seen people trying those yeah. things. Maybe those yeah. who I don't know why, but for people seems like they really want to maybe it's the only it's a fantasy that year yeah it's a fantasy but i don't know okay not, so you never did it. my kind of thing. yeah i never did it either but uh and do i regret it no because i now that i look back at it i'm like nope uh uh disgusting but anyway so i did see though the one thing i did see i remember it was like a red eye flight which is you leave at nighttime and you land at like in the morning mm-hmm. and, and it's cross country usually. And uh, I remember it was like 20 people on board and it's 150 passenger aircraft. So I go to the back, there's like three flight attendants and I see one of the flight attendants getting a blow job from another guy. <laughs> well, like the blankets covering. So I didn't get to see the whole, I didn't get to see what's happening, but you could tell. While, while they were on duty? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was cool. I think I don't know. You know, whatever. Um, my thing was I would meet a girl right on the on the plane. I would mm-hmm. see. I would like you know. I was walking down the aisle. I would like my visions going do 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 like a tar- like I'm looking for a target mm-hmm. kind of thing. <laughs> um, guys are disgusting. I know, and I'm. Um, yeah, guys are disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, you were gonna say girls are too. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, come on, it, it was coming out of your mouth little by little. I saw it. Um, you know, girls also are sexual beings. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, so let me tell you about the the story uh, on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thing was, uh, so I would look through. Look for a girl. I would find a girl and I would talk to and we have fun chatting and she's asking for a drink. So I came up with this drink called and because we're up above like 35,000 feet. So I called it a 36,000. So I would have this plastic cup, you know, that we get plastic cups and Mm -hmm. like a coffee cup. I think it was Dunkin Donuts at the time for the place I worked. Mm -hmm. And I would put in, I think it was a little bit of vodka, rum, um, Malibu, another room. Um, what else? Tequila, something else. Oh my gosh, she was underage and she was not allowed to drink. No, no, no. Of course no, she's uh, okay. <laughs> no, God, <laughs> you trying to get me in trouble? <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> no, trust me, I don't go that far. Um, that's that's where but I. But you wouldn't life. know. Yeah, I would know. Of course, I would know. Like no, you can't know every person's age. Listen, when you travel so much you can read people very well now there are tricks to learning how old they are is by 
referencing music or referencing movies because then you know what age they grew up in. Ah, so you actually have to talk to them. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not as pretty as you where I could just walk around and a guy just drops his number in your lap. Happening like that. I smile a little. <laughs> See, that's it. <laughs> you don't even talk. You just smile. Um, so I would make her this drink and it had some juice in it. So it was like, kind of like a Long Island, but like a fruity Long Island. And then my thing, my you know, we're talking. My move is uh, I'm, we're landing in Tampa, say. I've never been to Tampa. You know, what's it like? I should talk about it. I'm like, you know what? Take me out. Take me out. This is my first time in Tampa. Let's Take me out. Show me around. And so I, I would go out and I've been to Tampa a million times. <laughs> but that was my move. Yeah. Yeah, you are one of those. <laughs> one of those. No, I was young, you know, and no, but it's fine. Like you just use the situation. Like it, it's fine. You're learning, exploring. Like yeah. it's normal. And when you're twenty, I suppose twenty four, twenty five. I think when I started. When we are young, we do this. Twenty four. We try things. Yeah. So we you never know how far we can go. <laughs> so you never had and a story. If the girl is smart, she probably knew you are lying, but she played along. <laughs> probably. You're right. So, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that was okay. So have you ever, what's, you have a story airline? No, I'm boring. <laughs> I was flying. There was a couple from Israel. We started to talk they had a friend in new york who was artist they gave me his contacts i next time i was in new york i visited this artist and next thing i know i was painting on nude people so that was your connection that's connection yeah <laughs> i met this guy who was artist and then he asked me if i want to participate in this body painting days and i said yes and then there was my <laughs> first time painting on completely nude women Oh, wow. So this now, have you been painting before that or along the way, at least? or Body painting, no. no. That was I mean, any painting, time. any painting. Maybe, maybe I just started. Okay, so you started painting nude people. It started all with 2015 because after Miami, I came back. It was like, like heartbreak, blah, blah, blah. It was all kind of bad things. But then I started to more create more and more then i sold my first painting then i wanted to paint more and then in 2015 i decided to make exhibition and after that a lot of things happened after that it was cool actually and that was like the moment where you were starting to really branch out as an artist it was first time like i started to think like a little more. bit like yeah even though it took me quite some time to actually be able to say loud, yeah, I'm artist. I still feel a little <laughs> bit shy. <laughs> like, really? I I don't know. It's like I don't know because for me, from where I'm coming from, if you want, if you are artist, you have to be professionally trained. Mm -mm. Like it's Listen. it's wrong mindset. I know because okay, but that's, there is that's something. a mindset of your that's a mindset of your culture. Is that what you're saying? It's changing a lot, but I think maybe my parent generation, or maybe I was surrounded by, I wouldn't say wrong people because that was my people, like, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, the history of Latvia also is, isn't, isn't easy. It's like communism and, and yeah. all kinds of things. And it's very, very recent history. 
So we need more generations to change be born the- free. You know, even though I I actually born in Soviet Union, did you know that? <laughs> 87, uh, no. 87, it was still Soviet Union. I don't oh, remember wow. that because in 1991, it, we got our independence. I was three years old. And you don't remember feeling free at three years old? You could leave the crib? You could, <laughs> yes. walk, you could walk to the <laughs> no, kitchen? No, I don't remember anything of it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I, when I started to talk, I sta- started straight Russian. But then after 91, I was like, no, I'm Latvian. <laughs> Like, no. You know what happened with my English? It's not like it was my first language ever anyway, but... uh, (laughs) Yeah, obviously. (laughs) But, uh, you know how it is when you live in a country where it's not English-speaking country? (laughs) Uh, Swedes are very good with English. They are very, very good with English. But we both are... It's not our first language. So we understand each other perfectly the way how we speak English. But then probably if you would come over, you would be like, what the fuck? What are you talking? <laughs> like, it's not a, it's not the language well, I know. Well, then I'll go to, I'll go to Sweden. Is that what you're saying? I should go to Sweden? Sweden is beautiful. Norway, Denmark, Denmark. Yeah. I, I worked a little bit in Denmark, in Copenhagen. Oh, I love that. I well, love Danish people. Me too. There's oh my God. So let's talk about so, this really quick. Yeah, gorgeous. The gorgeous in general is yeah. they all are not just gorgeous, but also very nice. Yeah, they are nice. They are nice, but but Danish has this twisted sense of humor, which I think it's more similar to our Baltic region humor kind of thing. Because in Scandinavia, they usually are like better safe than sorry. When I started to live in Sweden, it was quite often that I was like, I'm not sure if you got my joke because maybe <laughs> I don't know. Like you, you learn, of course, you adapt, yeah. you learn that maybe, okay, there's things we don't talk about in this world. For you, it's kind of easier be- as American because we are so influenced by American pop culture, yeah. movies yeah. and everything. So those jokes are more, we know them, even if we maybe not going to understand with the first time, <laughs> but we kind of Or the know, second. Or, or the second, or never, but we will take <laughs> love, <laughs> like whatever. In Europe, you don't do that, actually. I don't think that in Europe. No, maybe. I don't think so either. It's just, there's no bullshit in Europe, I think. I have to go back to Denmark just because everyone's nice and they're beautiful. Now, we both lived in Miami. We both know that Miami can be superficial where women are like, oh, what kind of car are you driving? You know, blah, blah, blah. Where do you live? Oh, yeah. Like the way how they introduce themselves is like the man coming to you and then it's beep, beep, showing which car and then hi, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, just like that. (laughs) And I remember this, uh, this dude in a bar or something i don't remember which bar i remember your favorite rock bar now i remember which bar was was that anyway there was this guy (laughs) i guess he wanted to talk to me and he leaned to my ears and whispered i have one uh, like 
I have a lot of coke in my apartment. Are you in? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is so romantic. <laughs> like, yes, please take me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Miami for you. That's the road. You know, most people give flowers. Yeah. Uh, in Miami, they give you like, a, you know, a little bag of cocaine. It was so awkward because I don't do drugs. I was so surprised. <laughs> I was like, are you like joking? <laughs> Let's talk about your painting style. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I mean, let's say we should have talked about that a long time ago. Um, so your painting style. Uh, now I see murals and everything. And to describe your painting, I guess from American's point of view, I would say you have uh, people of color in your painting. A lot of that, right? Yeah, it's funny. Like, yeah, it, uh, I don't know, because I don't like I know what you mean. Like, it's not only American point of view. It's like obvious. But uh, yeah, because. OK, so check this out. When I saw a painting of yours, right, one of the mm -hmm. very first paintings and uh that you posted or something, I thought that you bought it <laughs> because I'm like, this looks like a, like an, a paint, a painting that like an African-American or black person would create it or created it or bought it. But then when I realized that you made this and then more started coming back, started coming, I'm just thinking, wait, is this, wait, is this her style? Wait, I gotta know how, where did this come about? Because you're from majority of white people. Let's just put it bluntly, right? I yeah. Ninety-nine point nine percent. Yeah, like uh, yeah. You're not gonna see a lot of people of color in Latvia. I don't know. For me, it's if I can say it's just the color and it fits better with the bright colors than the pale person. And I'm. I do not think about it. I don't. I don't put any pressure on it. it. It is just coming naturally and I'm just going with it. That's it. And mm. sometimes for me, it's almost weird that I have to explain it because <laughs> like you see my painting on background. Can you see yeah. the white Colors? person? In? No, it, it would not fit in there. So. Um, I, I don't know. I think I could fit, put one in, in, the, in like the top left corner right there. No, you're not gonna put anything in my painting. <laughs> like, <laughs> at, at, at least my paintings only I'm right. <laughs> uh, at least I'll put a sticker, a little sticker. Sticker, never apologize for your art. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, yeah. So you're right. It is kind of interesting because here's what my thought. Now I thought about yeah, this, right? Okay. Maybe she was. It could be a couple things. In a past life, she was. Black. I was thinking that. I was kind of thinking that. Like, why would I do that? <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> there's like a, like some kind of feeling in the back of like a past life that that you were, you know, black or African American or African yeah. or you know or something. But because I do have that feeling of I was Scottish in a past life. I don't know why. Because when I'm in Scotland, because of I, the, I can imagine you being Scottish in previous life. Now here's another thought too. I thought. That okay. somehow we were influenced as a kid, something that popped in our heads, it maybe like <laughs> landed in our brain and, and, and it just became like a seed and it grew. And, you know, and uh, I don't know, you know I mean, it could be. That's actually very funny because it, it would never happen. Like I was growing up in such a small village 
with the, I didn't even know that we have two languages in country, Russian and Latvian. <laughs> so not even like that there's people with different skin color. So when's the so first time you not, see a different skin? Like, it's not that bad. I had television. So I knew there <laughs> are people out there <laughs> who look differently. But, but also, I think... <laughs> I think because there was never conversations about it. There was never, I don't have any kind of feelings about that. I'm for me, it's just people like whatever people are. We all are people, but I think it's because we never had those conversations. We never talked about it. We were like, Mm. we'd never dealt with any kind of questions like wars or anything. Yeah, like there was no different races. We never talked about it. It it was actually 90s. It was very rough time for my country. People had to survive. There's no time to think about these things. And I grew up in this environment. So I just, I don't know. It just didn't matter to me. Well, I think think it's a beautiful art. And Thank you. I th- I think it would be huge in America. I keep I tell you this all the time, or not all the time, but every once in a while. I should bring it to America when the. I th- and I tell you, like the most places where it would be really recognized would be, I think Chicago, uh, Chicago. New Orleans. I've never been to Chicago. I would love New- to go. <gasps> New Orleans. I want to go to New Orleans. Yeah. So I say Chicago, New Orleans, and maybe New York, but mostly Chicago and New Orleans. I think would Why? be huge. I just think there's so there's so much like there's art in in um, New York, obviously, with international arts and all that. But mm-hmm. I just think that Chicago has a deep blues background. And, you know, there's a lot of history of a lot of people moving from the south to the north and the north part where they feel at home would be Chicago. And that's why a lot of music from the south went up north, like the blues and all that started up in Chicago and all that because of jazz in the New Orleans and the South. So there's a history of that. Yeah, I I understand kind of that. But for me, it's so interesting uh, this part about that you, like, it's not just you. There's usually people think these things about my paintings and uh, what color are those girls in. But for me, like, I wouldn't even link that to... Money or trying to sell? <laughs> uh, I, I like money. It's fine. No, but the, the cul- culture thing, I still don't link it as a black people painting. Like, I don't yeah. have this feeling about it. Well, I don't link it to that. I'm just saying that, like, I feel like it belongs. That type of artistry would be best fitted probably for... Okay, say, like, if I play rock music. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to be a great rock musician in, let's say, like somewhere in Tennessee where it's country, all country music. Okay. You, okay. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's my imaginary world and then there's real ro- world. <laughs> there <laughs> things are <work> differently. <laughs> there are people. Well, but that's a good yeah. thing. That's, that's because you're I artistic. But it's like, what is reality in, in, in the end? Like, who cares? <laughs> like, wherever you feel good, wherever you feel authentic, wherever you succeed. Yeah. And it, this is why we've been friends for a long time, because we have a kindred spirit, you know, we're cool. Now, before we go, I do want to ask you about this uh, book you have 
Uh, it's called Color Away, right? Yes. You do order a Color Away. That's LV. Okay. Well, yeah, you can order there, but go and go to the bookstore. I'm really lazy to send those books out. I will, I just want to create. I don't want to, this other part. You don't want the business part of it. Yeah, like I just want to create, create. and yeah. live in my creative world. I got you. You're, you want to be like Jim Carrey, just stuck in a room and paint and paint and paint. No, I don't want to be stuck in a room. Okay. I guess I don't know you well. I guess I don't know anything about you anymore. The person um, you met 10 years ago, like, I don't know where, where she is. <laughs> yeah, but I've also hung out with you after. So that's not, it's not like I don't notice you're changing. We all change. But anyway. But I'm still same person. I just didn't talk about myself. It was always about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All about me. Well, you know, now as a big present from me to you is now I'm letting you talk about oh, you. you're so generous. This it's your is karma. <laughs> like, yeah. No. This is why I created this podcast is to let people have a platform and I no longer have the microphone, even though this is my show and I do have the microphone. But this is about you guys now. So this is what I cre what I created this podcast. Okay, so tell me, uh, so tell me about this book, Color Away. Where did the concept come from? Because we all have ideas of having a book out, whether it's a memoir or a story or anything. But why is it safe to say it's a coloring book? It is coloring book because I can't write. Otherwise, I would write it. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Now, it's a coloring book, but are, these are your designs. Am I right? Of course. So you what have these. Uh, well, talk about it. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't know about it. It's, it's actually funny because when I was doing, I was doing that nonstop drawing like six, no, five months. Six, including the printing, whatever thing. But that's not on me. And while I was doing, I had a lot of thoughts about it and so on. But when I was done, I was done. And I didn't tell anyone that it's coming out and that I'm working on it. So now when it's out and people ask me about it, I don't even know what to say because it's over for me. It's like, it's like my ex. I'm working on new ideas now. You know, I, th I thought about this when I first saw it. I thought, oh, I should definitely buy one just because I haven't drawn maybe in since my early 20s and I used to be very good like I used to be very good at sketching and it was like in our form I just like completely ignored for the past like I don't know 15 plus years and um, I think I know why I have a re I, I, I had this really beautiful mural of Michael Jordan and like him look it's huge too it's like maybe I don't know four four feet high and it was basically Michael Jordan above looking down at Michael Jordan, the last shot he was taking. It was really beautiful and I worked so hard on it and it was perfect. And I wasn't finished with it. And I put it away in my uncle's house in the basement, his basement, cause I was traveling or something maybe. And, and he threw it out by accident. And after that, a lot of my art went away by accident. Um, and after that, I just lost interest and I just stopped writing or it's, stopped it's, uh, drawing. Nah, it's just excuse. It is an excuse. You're right. <laughs> it's like 
Someone threw out by accident my art, so I stopped doing it. Bullshit. (laughs) Or you do it or you don't. (laughs) Like, where were you when I needed a life coach, huh? I needed... Where were you then? You didn't call me. I would tell you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) About this book and the same topic about or you just do it or don't, because I decided I made decision, I will do it. I had this in, in my head for a while. And since uh, spring, there's whatever, I, I had more free time. And I was like, okay, I do it now, or again, I will never have time for it. So yeah. it was just decision that I will dr- draw as like full-time job, like from whatever every day five hours because that's the maximum i can do on painting and drawing at the at the time i just did it like there was days when i didn't want to when i had like excuses not to do it (laughs) but i like me i forced myself and i'm Uh, very glad i did that sometimes you know that's sometimes the best part right there is that when when you don't want to do it but you force yourself a little bit, something else comes out of it. Something, you know, artistic and new comes out of it. But the thing is like, it happens when you do it. <laughs> like when yeah. from thinking, nothing real really happens. Thinking yeah. is good. Thinking is good exercise. Yeah. But if you never do it, then it's like, whatever. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter I, if you will tell people how amazing ideas you will have if no one will ever see them. It's important to always write down stuff, whether it's small, because you never know what's going to, you're going to look back at it and you're going to be like, oh, I have something for that. And then you just fed it and then it became, and it grew into something bigger. So you never know. You always, you you can't keep it in your head, as you just said. (laughs) Now, now, how many pages is this book? I have 45 drawings inside. I don't know how many pages. Well, probably 45. (laughs) No, because when you deal with printing house, it's different numbers. <laughs> Listen, I am no math genius, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but I had to pay for, I don't remember, it was double the number or something. Okay, so wait, <laughs> a lot of it came out of your money, your pocket? That's all my money. Oh, really? Like, I ha- I, I did it. I, do- mm-hmm. I didn't want to be, I don't know how to say, I forgot words in English. I don't want to be rich? I want to be rich so much, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't speak English, so I'm not. No, like I don't want to own. You don't. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to. You don't want to be in debt. You don't want to. Yeah. So, and I had this little financial freedom at the that time, and I was like, okay, I will invest my money here, and okay. if I will get get back, it's cool. If I'm not, I I will fulfill my dream. So. Yeah, just want like a big situation. <laughs> yeah, like a big uh, checklist, kind of like have a book out, publish a book. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is pretty cool because when I saw it, I was thinking, I want to get back into drawing. So I thought about when I saw your book, I am going to get it so that I can maybe kind of get inspired and trace along the lines of what you drew so that I can get back into it. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, you should do it. Well, I just said it. (laughs) Yes, you're right, Anate. (laughs) (laughs) That means a good way to end. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I end all my podcasts. Um, You know what? 
You are a beautiful spirit. I love you to death. You're one of my favorite friends in the world. And uh, thank you for being who you are. And also, thank you for coming on the show. It was so much fun. And thank you for sharing. And this is the part when you say something. Uh, ah, now, <laughs> now I will end this. Okay. <laughs> so, Wally. <laughs> I'm very, very happy that you called me, that we had a, this uh, little quality time. Come to Riga. I will show you a good time. Okay. Uh, I, I wish every girl could tell me that. Um. Was it like something <laughs> I am not supposed to say yet? No, no, you're fine. No, Thanks. but I don't want it to sound like I invited you to something. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't think you're they... only in my city. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make it clear. <laughs> All right. All right, Anate, I'll let you go. Have a great one, dear. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, that was Anate Vanaga. You could check her out on Instagram at Vanaga Anate. And her book is now available at Color. C-O-L-O-U-R dot L-V. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. And I leave you now with the theme song by my friends Complicated Animals. Complicated Animals.